This week on a very special Lords of Grantham podcast, we break down our power rankings from all five seasons of Poldark. Who wound up on top and who wound up on the bottom as we talk about the entire series, top to bottom. And we are back again discussing Poldark on the big scale. How's it going, Corey? It's going okay. How about you, Dave? It's good. It's good. It's warm. It's, it's cold. Well, it was hot. Now it's comfy. So now we're just in mm-hmm. the in the nice Spring zone time. of New England. Springtime, finally. And well, I mean, you're in New England. When we release this, I will be in London, actually. I'll be. You'll be in old England. Dream. <laughs> Is that what they call it, old England? I'm going to be like, in New England. We call it old England. Oh, oh, okay. So, so in America, you have New England. I'll be in the old England. Yes, that, that is correct. <laughs> we have the superior England because we is, won. <laughs> we won, which is what Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont. I don't mm-hmm. even know. I should know this as a New Englander. What all the, the states like, are. The 13 original colonies? No, that's not. Oh, man. Listeners are just like, who are these buffoons here? <laughs> Connecticut, Maine, like, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, Vermont. And I'm sure wherever Ross got injured on the battlefield was one of those areas, probably. Sure. Or it could have been a little further south. But that's New England. <laughs> that That is what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanted to come on this week and... Talk about the show. We talked about it last week. If you listened to our season seven or two weeks ago for our season seven power rankings, um, we did not discuss the accumulated power rankings up to that point because that would be the whole show. And we wanted to come on, pay our final respects, and prove to our listeners that there is a reason behind the power rankings. It's not just an end of the episode cap, mm-hmm. it's a way for us to tell you definitively. According to the Lords of Grantham, who was the best and who was the worst? Because we yeah. know the world needs to know superlatives of that nature. And we just got to give Poldark the, the proper send-off. You know, we've been covering it for the past year. It's, it's time to, to put it to bed. And we'll you know shortly start on an, another television show to be uh, appointed. But it's time to kind of wrap up Poldark altogether. Yeah. Now, I guess before... We get to this content. I wanted to, to lobball something out to the listeners. Mm-hmm. And because I know we got a comment on our Instagram asking when we were going to do another NCAA type tournament episode, one for Poldar, because our Downton ones were so beloved. Yes. And the thing with our Downton ones, I think there's a. We did what we call the mixed, mixed match challenge, which was a character from downstairs being paired with a character from upstairs. Unfortunately, Poldark does not offer an even class divide. So I think we'd have a really difficult time doing a full-on tournament. However, we did, when we finished doing Downton Abbey, do a 64-character single-elimination tournament for who the single best character in Downton Abbey was. So, if the audience liked the sort of hodgepodge, let's mishmash these characters together and see how they work, and want us to do that and Poldark and find a way to make it work, tweet us or Instagram DM us or email us and tell us that. If you want us to just do a single elimination best character in the show tournament, let us mm-hmm. know that. This this Your input on this could really help us decide because, to be quite frank, Downton Abbey, we were talking about it before we got on air, it's not as deep of a pool of characters and, and thought. Or Poldark is not the way Downton Abbey was. I think Poldark's a lot more straightforward and linear, whereas Downton has so many subplots. So that is a... No, no, you, you had it right the first time. There's not enough I thought <laughs> to it. Well, I mean, in this last season, they're just sort of freewheeling, going off and... Yeah. You know, we'll get to that to in a second. Kind of, but yeah. just so, you know, we're open for both. We'll make it work. But mm-hmm. let's just say for now we can only do one. Which one would you prefer? And just let us know. Yeah, so before we get into the power rankings, is there anything you think we should talk about on the show, on the big picture, 
I mean, starting front to back, I, I think we both enjoyed Poldark. I think it's one of the more, I, I would say maybe second to Downton in terms of shows that we've enjoyed watching uh, on this podcast, en- right? Enjoy it, absolutely. I think it's hard, and I think we've said this in the past where a lot of our, most of our shows, aside from the English game, which we don't, uh, it, it shall, which shall not be named, um, mm-hmm. and there are a lot, like, there's not much action. And not to say that we need action in our veins, but I think that Poldark, we, I mean, we do, but I think Poldark I, does I a great job. Good. Yeah. Poldark has action as well as mm-hmm. period drama, soapy stuff, which is great. Yeah. So, I mean, it never led up to from, you know, episode one, Ross punches someone in, the, someone in the face and you just got that on a regular basis. Ross is going mm-hmm. to assault someone and kept me tuning in. I'm, <laughs> I'm into that because he's a man of action. He's also not the smartest man in the room, which I, I appreciate about that, too. Uh, and so the, the funny thing about Poldark is it feels like it's always like a seesaw of like checks and balances where you think Ross is getting an inch and then George knocks him down a peg mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then you know ultimately it turns where ross has got the upper hand on george because elizabeth still fancies him uh so i, I did kind of like that seesawing uh, back and forth where at least for four seasons they, they had enough material to work with to keep it fresh whereas you know something like down they're just kind of pulling stuff out of thin air and then this happens and it's like huh uh, that's mm-hmm. a that's a new thing because they have like a ro- rotating characters you know coming in every two seasons on that show here it felt pretty well self-contained and, and just natural extension of everything that was happening as it, as it moved along. Aside yeah. from maybe season three where they introduced the Karn brothers out of nowhere. Like Demels has got brothers and uh, they they like this more one gal. Um, but I mean, aside from season five, it, and even then season five had some cheap thrills. Fun show. Yeah, season season five was a tonal shift for sure. But it's yeah. not a bad show, you know. It's it's just sort of a. I think I'll, I'll say it outright: it's the worst season of the show by a mile. <laughs> oh, not I even think. close, yeah. But it's not a bad season of television. I think, I think season five of Poldark is a mess that's fun to watch. Whereas I think seasons four and five of Downton Abbey, at times, are like unbearably bad. Mm-hmm. In a sense, of like. The plots are just pummeling, you know, assault and dread and loss on your face. <laughs> I mean, more than anything, just Anna and Bates and, and that whole storyline to make you feel terrible. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, and coping with death and things like that. Not to say it. Not to say again not, that Downton is even bad, but there are moments mm-hmm. of Downton when then that are like, oh boy, I, I don't need to rewatch that stuff. Whereas Poldark, if someone's like, look, you gotta revisit secret agent ross and mercer on and and uh ralph and ned and and i might be curious to see what it's like to know the twists before they happen see if there's any breadcrumbs i don't know like you said there wasn't much thought so i don't <laughs> think that well, the that twist was a slip of the that. tongue but <laughs> take but even then the, like it doesn't i don't think that knowing the twist will, will change things that much because again oh, yeah. the, the we interrogated last week he just kind of does stuff that's just not in his character mm-hmm. um but I think we can talk about more of this as we kind of dive into each of the characters, right? Because, Dave, what you've done is assembled a gigantic list of all our voting across the seasons. Isn't that correct? That is correct. Okay. We have the whole docket of characters from Downton Abbey. Or Downton mm-hmm. and Poldark. Um, and anyone who we've ranked, if it's not something that can be... Uh, smush together so I think sometimes you'll do the miners of wheel plenty or the miners of wheel leisure or the miners of wheel grace those those sub characters are smushed into miners question yeah do you know the difference between wheel plenty wheel leisure <laughs> and wheel grace and, and wheel grace well wheel wheel leisure is the first one uh-huh wheel Grace is the second one. Yes, that was one. And Plenty is dies. the third. Yeah, Th- that's the uh, George's one that he closes down, and then Ross. No, takes George over. buys Leisure. 
right. I believe. Right, he does. That's right. And that's the one need, that they in they the last episode one. he's like, I'm going to give Valentine a wheel leisure. Isn't that funny? Right. And wheel, But Wheel Plenty is the one where the cave they're running. Yeah, they're, it's running dry, so they go somewhere else. And then, yeah, there's a cave in eventually. Yeah. So that's the one that when we leave the show they're at, I believe. I mean, hey, who knows? Some of, some of our listeners might be like, these guys have been doing this for a year and they don't know the difference. The one person who said that it's about mines and miners. Look at us. We now. know about the miners. Yeah, we, we know all about the mines. We could draw you a map if we need to of Cornwall there. Yeah, and the sea level it blasts through, and you would get into Wheel Grace. <laughs> exactly. Look at us now. Anyways, so the miners are all in one schmush, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, I'll tell you right off the get, they don't crack the top five or bottom five. As in, so the, for the people that said this show is about mines and miners, no, not according to us. <laughs> if you multiply the number of people who work there, then maybe you got something by, by their rankings and their points. Yeah. So let's before we get into these rankings, mm-hmm. Corey, would you care to guess how many characters were in the final power ranking count? There's 50 episodes, so I'm going to say somewhere around 50. We're close to 50 episodes. More so than 43, 50. 43, 44. Okay, 60? More than 60. 75. 76. Okay, all right. Got there. So, yeah, I mean, and that means, I guess every week we could, there's a potential for six characters. Mm-hmm. And we also have things like uh, the town of Cornwall, Horace the dog, the reverend, who uh, George kind of pays off to tell the Methodists to leave. Elizabeth's mother, there's people that are in one episode, general townspeople, like mm-hmm. goons, things like that, are all there. Anybody that stands on their own two feet. So, <laughs> Just accumulating points there. So 76, and we'll do the top five and bottom five of our power rankings according to okay. how we do this. So now, the seventy six people you were just saying that I mean, is is did Garrick ever make the list? I, I don't assume he's in the. Oh, that's a good question because I feel like Garrick might not have made the list. Because you know we're very we no Garrick. Of, Garrick is not. Well, that means Garrick would probably logically fall somewhere in the middle, because Garrick does not add <laughs> or take away. He's eternal. He, he's everlasting. Uh-huh. That that is Garrick. He doesn't age. He just loyal and sticks around. So I, I got an idea for this one, and I think this will help make the conversation flow a little bit more freely. I think mm. we should do top negative fifth place, positive fifth place, negative okay. fourth place, positive fourth place. So we can kind of keep this. So it's not like we talk about people that stink and we talk about people that are good. We can mm. mix it up. So starting in fifth place. On the Going bad down. side, so the worst yep. characters, you know, the b- most poor performing characters, negative eight points, which is not that big, all mm-hmm. things considered. It's a tie Whoa. between uh, Uncle Charles Poldark, so a couple of really Arr. terrible weeks, and... Forgot all about him being there. <laughs> and Tess. Wow. You know, each of them sh- short, but, you know, really left a mark that was not great. Um, yeah, I'm like, obviously I'm looking at, it, it's like two sides of the coin, where Uncle Charles has negative eight points all in season one, and then nothing for the rest of the show because he's dead. And Tess... And died in real life, too, shortly after that. Yeah, and, and Tess has nothing for the first four seasons and has negative eight points for the last season. You know, well, Tess was a bad person, and uh, the uncle was uh, on the way out. You know that that'll just land you going down. So yeah, and we knew that he was. Uh, uncle Charles was a big. It's weird thinking back to Uncle Charles as like a. Oh yeah, we hardly knew this guy. Um, <laughs> now Francis's I can't help but think father, of, uh, he kind of disliked you. He's kind of disappointed in his. You know, when Ross is your nephew, you got this hunk of a nephew, and then Francis is kind of a gambling addict, dope. Yeah. He, I mean, he, I did like how he had a lot of fire in him. 
uh, kind of similar to Agatha, and they transfer some of that energy over to her, I think, by season two. You know, they recognize, oh, she can be a little bit more cantankerous like this guy was. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I, I just have it stuck in my head, Bone Thugs and Harmony, see you at the crossroads, where they say, I miss my Uncle Charles. <laughs> <laughs> I miss my Uncle Charles. Well, that's, there, that's who it is. There you <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> and, and Tess is, uh, you know, to bring it to a modern reference, Tess is the ar- arena, uh, the... If we want to go, love is blind. The Edna Braithwaite, the the <laughs> Ethel, the sort of bump in the road, curmudgeon woman, meant to just stir the pot and and make men look at her, and to no avail. She does not get mm. anything. Nope, not at all. So that's uh, net the downside. Fifth place, mm-hmm. going to the upside. Fifth place with positive thirteen points. So a little bit. More of a positive jump. Yeah. Is Drake. I mean, yeah, he was a good guy. <laughs> I stand by the fact that I don't think he looks like a Drake. His brother looks like a Drake. He looks like a Sam. Okay. What's his name in uh, Gilded Age? Joe? Mike? Uh... No, he's one of the Russells, right? Or yeah, no, he's one of the main family. Yeah, he's not the Which one we so spend a lot of time with. He's got an American accent in it, but uh, yeah, well, they don't even list his name on IMDb. How am I supposed <laughs> to look up what his character's name is? Come on now. <laughs> well, Drake Drake comes in season three, kind of gets rough around a lot. He's Larry. Larry Russell. Okay, which is a much he looks much more like a Larry than a Drake. I, I swear, I he does know. not look like a Drake. He looks like a corn boy, though. That's for sure. He does look like a corn boy, for sure. I agree on that. But yeah, I mean, he he, you know, had some down weeks with the falling from Moana and her get, falling through his fingers, but he got her at the end of the day, and he's happy. Yeah, That's and, and his he entire he arc. has the. I feel like Drake and Moana get the Anna and Bates treatment of season six of Downton, season five mm-hmm. of Poldark. Like, they don't need to struggle. Let them resolve yeah. their issues and just have a family, and that's what they do. And it's like, thank you. Thank you. I I did like the the one moment though where he was like feeling down, and then he just joined up with uh, Ross to go save Dwight because he had nothing better to do with his time. I think in the episode he's just like wandering around. And he's like, yeah, Ross, let's do this. Let's do it. Let's go. Let, let's play. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fifth place. Mm-hmm. Jumping back down to the stinker side. Yeah. Another sort of powerhouse performance with negative ten points. Hmm. Uh, not Mr. Carson, Jim Carter. <laughs> <laughs> and we know where he's lying. When we draw the map, you can find where his tombstone is or the sticks that they laid. Yeah, maybe. The, um, yeah, that's where the school is. <laughs> it's just built on his grave because they on forgot. his burial ground. Yeah, well, yeah. The, Jim Carter, you know, Ross's buddy. You know, guess his, he he has a. Pregnant girlfriend and gets like sent to jail for what the pheasant uh, poaching. Yeah, I mean he seems like he'll be a player, and then before you know it, he's in jail and he's dead. <laughs> like he seems like he's like got a rapport with Ross, but hardly knew you. Yeah. Rest in peace. So again, buddy. this is this is negative ten in one season. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it. That's all. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, hardly knew you. Rest in you know. We'll see you at the crossroads. Yeah. Jim Carter. And jumping up in fourth place with positive 19 points. This is shocking to me, but Verity. I mean, she had some good times. She wanted her man. She got him. Uh, blame me. And she stood up for herself. She she dug her heels in when people were trying to keep her apart from what she wanted. So I could see that. And she was always a good, helpful resource you know for the family when they needed someone to kind of just be saying like hey stay together mm-hmm. for the kids we need you and also yeah. someone that that makes a big impact in season one and two less of an impact in season three and then in four i believe it does she have one appearance in season four and then yeah, she's gone she she's she is not in season five at all so her power rankings are all you know nine positive nine in season one positive eight in season two Positive two mm-hmm. in season three, and then nothing for four and five. So, 
Yeah. Goes to show you, you make a quick impact in this these shows, you'll you could win some glory in our power rankings. There you go. Verity got in and got out at the right time. All right. That's so that's negative or positive four. Negative three, perhaps a shocker. Uncle Carrie, negative fourteen points. I mean, was it really all that bad for him? Did he I really know, that's that what I'm thinking. <laughs> but he, you I know, mean, he, he is the definition of just like consistently. Eh. So I'm looking at his overalls. Season one, yeah. negative two. Season two, negative six. Season three is a wash, zero. Season four, negative one, and season five, negative five. So. It seems like he just stuck around, and just by being associated with a general general heel, mm-hmm. he's getting residual heat. Yeah, he took it on the chin for him. He for was only taking the bumps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still, Uncle Carrie always a fun presence to have around, and I think that was part of the charm. Was like he was always grumbling through things. So as much as he was taking L's, he he really chewed the scenery well to to make you <laughs> feel his pain, which was pretty fun. And he is the war legging on Agatha. Like, he's a curmudgeonly old man who just doesn't understand why his affluent nephew is not trying to, like, marry the prettiest 20-year-old 20, 20 in town. Yeah. And he's like, look, let's just, who cares about slavery? Let's just sign on the dotted line and make more money. He's like, oh, and, and my nephew's crazy? Bad move. If this winds up in the newspaper, I'm going to sue you until you die. And... Yeah, that that's never, uncle. I mean, got we you know we're big Pip fans on this show, so incredible bald head. As a bald man, I, I'm very proud of him. Just by the final season, just being like, you know what? I don't need the wig. Mm-hmm. I'm bald. <laughs> you know, give him some points for that. Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't have the the stones to do that in the crown though, because he wore a wig there. Yep, yep, yep. That's that's historical though. Yeah, yeah, allegedly. So now. Yeah. Positive three. I think you want to try guessing this one. I'll say positive twenty-four points. So that's a five-point jump up from Verity. Well, I mean, it really comes down to Demelza Ross. Um, Dwight, I'll say. Bingo as Dwight. I mean, he he's the he's pretty much the third lead in the show so that would track if he's if he lands there did a lot of good that man saved a lot of lives along the way lost his mind along the way but he he was a happily married man yeah. by the end of it and that tracks through his power rankings because season one he has just positive one because let's not forget what he did in season one to karen <laughs> he hey that was mutual that was a mutual choice well her debt her blood is on his hands sure season two is when caroline is introduced Mm-hmm. His stock goes way up, positive 16 points. There go. Season three is the PTSD season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep. Negative one point. Oof. And then season four and five, when he starts to become more of a background character, assistant to Ross, positive four both seasons. So really, it's it's two, four, and five that, that give him his juice. Two specifically. Like, he would... He would crack the top 10, or he would crack the top five if just based on season two alone. I mean, he's a good guy, a stand-up guy. He didn't take many L's aside from getting captured uh, in the war, and it makes me worry for him going off with Ross uh, overseas to do some more work because, you know, there's a chance he could get captured again. That'd be bad yeah. news. That's not a good, you know, not a good look for someone that's had historical issues with, with infants like... <laughs> I'm going to go leave my very pregnant wife again. And, and the one thing I'll say about Dwight, too, because the way they carry him, he's very much in control and, and knows what he's talking about at all times. I feel like he could have been the lead of his own show if he wanted to. Uh, who's the actor who plays him? Luke Norris. Uh, his performance is so commanding. I think I think he could have led a show. You know, like I'd watch a spinoff with just Dwight Ennis. Yeah, Dwight and Caroline and and Horace. He's got a very like calm charisma to him, you know. Yeah, I think. I mean, Pulls I think him. his story with Caroline, as far as like, uh, small town, very humble uh, doctor who's willing to work for pennies just to 
save people's yeah. lives and this materialistic wife with this mm-hmm. mansion heiress money coming out the wazoo i think that, that in and of itself they could be the leads and this would be the show could just totally shift and i don't think it yeah. would affect the show on the whole it might make it better towards the end because of as we said the re- repetition of ross and demel's struggles so yeah and, and the only difference is that ross aiden turner is more ripped than, than luke norris because you know the one time you get dwight on the beach he's, he's got the billowy shirt but he doesn't take it all the way off he doesn't mm-hmm. want to show with his entire upper torso so yeah and he also didn't do the tom branson like he didn't take you know he didn't see the check on the table and say okay time to start doing <laughs> some chest presses and some bicep curls yeah yeah, he's got to hit the gym a little bit if he wants to lead his own show. Yeah, you want to you want to be the main eventer. You need to work out like a main eventer, Dwight. Luke, <laughs> you got to be a man. All right, so All that right. he's he's positive. You know, third place, he gets the bronze medal for pole dark. Mm-hmm. Um, the the opposite, the negative second place. So the so the negative silver, whatever that is, mm-hmm. aluminum. Negative twenty three points. You want to give me a guess who you think that is? It's either George or Elizabeth. I'll go Elizabeth. No, it is George. You had it right the first time. Wow! Wow! Okay. Well, you know he spent a whole season training to to fist fight Ross, only to get beat handily again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dave, you have not been very charitable at all to George throughout the whole show. So I think you had a hand in this a little bit. Yeah, well, I will say, uh, let, let, let's break it down season by season. Season okay. one, undisputed champion, 18 points in the green. Wow. And then season two, negative 15. Season three, hmm. he's somewhere in the middle, negative one. So he's not really moving the needle at all. Four, negative 10, five, negative 15. So he really loses his grip. He He starts strong. And I think this is kind of... When you think about the overall story of this show, your big bad shouldn't take all the L's so much. I think he needs a little bit more up. Well, I think part of it, just thinking through the, the track of the show, the first season he's doing a lot of maneuvering around Ross. He, he's you know taking up some of the, the mining business and, and kind of stopping Ross at all of his uh, turns to try and expand his mining work. But then it gets personal for him. And then season two is when he starts to get more interpersonal with Ross, where he gets his ass handed to him week after week. Uh-huh. And that's where you start to see the L's come in. Then he syncs up with Elizabeth, evens out, and then he goes to the loony bin because, you know, Ross had to shack up with Elizabeth one more time. And that really just... Yeah, yeah, the paranoia starts kicking in. But George at a distance, deadly. Yeah. So... Yeah. And he's he's a good bad guy. Um mm-hmm. He's and he's well performed. What's is it Farthing Farthington? What am I saying? Yeah, Jack Farthington. He's fantastic. I mean the role is great. I think again we we yeah. touched on it before. Season 5 just doesn't make any sense. Jack that, Farthing. That he goes crazy over the loss of his wife. Mhm. And then in the blink of an eye, he's sane again, just for the plot. Like it, it just yeah. it it doesn't work. And I know we're, we caught some flack in the Lords of Grantham Lounge for where I put him in the finale, but I would stand yeah, by you did it. it wrong. Well, you shouldn't, but you know whatever. All right, so that's that's George. You know, we'll talk more about George as we continue. Second mm-hmm. place silver medal going up on the podium. Who do you who do you got, Corey? Who do you guess? What's the points? 39. So that's a 15-point jump from Dwight. Let's go to Demelza. Bingo. Demelza. I mean, low-key, she's probably the MVP. I think she's probably the best character on the show. Yeah. Rags to riches. Handles the business when Ross isn't around. Doesn't really even need Ross. She lets Ross know she doesn't need him multiple times. He's the one who needs her. He's the one who comes crawling back time after time to her. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not her. She's her own woman. She's great. Yeah, yeah. Like, hard to disagree. So looking at her season breakdown, season one, 14 up. Very mm-hmm. good season. Rags to rich, rags to being married. Season yeah. two, 
positive three, so a bit of a drop. Well, mm. huge drop. Season three, positive 15, so right back up into contention. Yep. Season four, and I believe four is Hugh Armitage, right? Yeah. Negative three, real big Oof. drop. I mean, season, it was not a good look. <laughs> season five, mm-hmm. positive 10. So, noble showing in the last season. Yeah. I mean, she, she's really good. Yeah. Big fan. How come she's not in and more stuff? She's just making her way. I think she's supposed to appear in a Netflix show that will be coming out later this year. And how old is she? Um, is she like 33 or something like that? No, she's only, she's only 30. She, uh, she'll turn 31 this year. She's really young. Okay. Okay. All she's right. A long way in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be starring in uh, One Day, the adaptation of a, a book that I really did not like. Um, it was good until it wasn't. Um, like Poldark. <laughs> different different uh, bad taste in your mouth at the end of it. But yeah. All right. Well, Demelza, you know, the one of one of the real like outside victories from this show obviously and i think yeah. garrick should get the lump in with her because he's her loyal dog i think that's fair yeah give garrick some uh some dog treats yeah right? golden dog yeah. treats yeah. and a, a medal with a, a collar with a medal on the on the front what do you think they fed him back then cuz how does that dog keep going scraps HGH yeah, he ate really well. Scraps. Yep. And red meat, raw red meat. All right, so the absolute loser, negative mm. 29 points. Who do we think? Oh, man. Going down all. Because I don't. It's got to be Elizabeth if it's not George. Yep, it's Elizabeth. Yeah. She made a lot of bad choices on this show. Yeah, she, she rides the, the. Season two is the only one when she really just stinks it up. Season one, negative seven. Makes sense. Yeah, she's married to a Francis, who at that point is a dud. Uh, season two, negative fourteen points, still with Francis. Mm-hmm. Season three, negative five points, because this season three is is now she's married to George. Yeah. Season four, negative five points. Valentine, paternity. Season yeah. five, positive two. Because I was vouching that, you know, she's a ghost. She she came back. That never happens. Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> yeah. I think Elizabeth is a is one of the most underrated performances of the show. You think really? Tell me why. Because I think she is very stoic in her mm. place, you know, her her forward facing persona is very much like i have to get by and we see when she marries george at first it becomes a it's a marriage of convenience and clearly she still has unresolved stuff with ross i think she handles her inner rage and distaste very well obviously she doesn't like that george gambles away the family fortune and makes all these bad deals and and is not the man that Ross is. And, and she's dealing with the fact that her... You mean Francis? Effect, Francis, yeah. Her high school sweetheart, she is presumed dead. High school. What is high school for them back then? Right, 15, 16. So however, okay. you know, she thinks she's going to marry this guy who's a socialite, but a, a burly, manly socialite. And she's going to have the cool life of being the cool wife. And then she winds yeah. up settling for his ding-dong cousin. And... Then he comes back, the 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 lunky socialite, Ross, and now she's got to cope with that. <laughs> like, she's you know yeah. talk about seeing a ghost. I can't imagine what that would be like. I think the show underserves her in the writing sometimes, where they push her in certain directions, but they never c- commit her. You know, like uh, I'm specifically thinking of her kind of being uh, George's like right hands partner in crime uh where she does a few things but it's not always clear she's like 100 percent in with them because sometimes she'll be just looking over at ross and then you know ends up hooking up with ross before the end of that season where that's going on or they you know they show her taking 
dr- drinking uh, by herself. And like they just seem to throw that in there every time. It seems like she's going through a hard time. But they uh-huh. never really lean too heavily into that until like, well, she died because she just wasn't healthy. It's like, oh, okay, I, I, I guess. But, you know, I just feel like the, they left some of her character just a little, the, the interior uh, motives, like I feel like they don't invest, didn't yeah, investigate I, them as much as they want to. I think once the Valentine stuff comes into play, the character becomes a background character, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Because it seems and, like she's more of a plot device than a dynamic character. But I think when she's with George or uh, Francis, she is a dynamic character. And you're kind of on the ride with her. Yeah. And her shock and, you know, Jeffrey Charles, she's a good mother. And even as the George thing comes to fruition she's interesting but then once season four really starts i feel like we lose her right because i think they've already made their mind up she's gonna be gone by the the end of the season and and to to their credit it does still land a huge punch when when she leaves i I did not see that coming oh yeah absolutely not and her performance as a ghost positive two points stellar I thought of that i mean you start seeing ghosts like those ghosts they have some some power over you they deserve the points yeah. So that must that must mean at number one, how many points does Ross have? Fifty. Well, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> say, but I was gonna guess over fifty. That, that, that's where I was gonna. So that is a. Demelza was thirty nine. Ross is fifty five. Mm. Well, Dave, you're just stuffing the ballot by the end of the show <laughs> every week. You're just like <laughs> this Ross guy. Check him out. He's got some. Well, the end of the show is not even his high. Po- he has <laughs> season four. Okay, so I'll I'll go season by season. Season mm-hmm. one positive six. Make, sure. I, you know, sure. Season two positive ten, which is noble. Season three mm-hmm. positive seven, so another a bit of a dip. Mm-hmm. Season four positive twenty two. Well, you know, he went to London. He was he was doing work, <laughs> changing laws. So that's a that's a powerhouse. That might be the single highest. Yeah, that is the single highest ranking in any season, single season. I, so, maybe yeah. maybe of all of our shows, yeah, so maybe mm-hmm. maybe Downton has a few, and then season five back down to ten. So it's really his time in London that launches him into the limelight, and it's all only the, fitting that yeah, Poldark is the number one character in Poldark. <laughs> Well, I mean, the show certainly kind of hangs on his charisma uh, and just, you know, the adventure that he brings by not uh-huh. being afraid to, to hang back or not being afraid to just move forward with things. So, yeah, man, it's swashbuckling. Yeah, and, when they, and you can see why when, you know, they talk about bringing back Poldark, why they want to see more of it. They want to see more of Aiden Turner just being, you know, a hunk and being good at what he does with punching people. Yeah, and when did when was the final episode of Polar? Twenty nineteen. Yes, well, only a, a little close to four years ago now. So this is this is a show that is. Uh, it kind of ended in in an era where we're getting the Twin Peaks reboot, the Dexter reboot. So like, it yeah. does end ambiguously in a time when we're having reboots. So I think maybe mm-hmm. this ending is on purpose. Yeah. Potentially, and or do they want a movie? Do they see Downton Abbey had a movie and they no. want their own? They they got a whole book series to follow, so I don't think it would be that. Well, apparently they're not following the book series. No, I, well, well, now they would go back because they've gotten him in a place where he's a spy, which would be the next book to to pick up from there. But uh, yeah, you know, Ross is a good guy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny though. Ross would probably have even more points if he wasn't so busy cheating on Demelza in those other seasons. Because I think season four is the only one where he doesn't abscond away with another woman for a minute. Uh, even if it's for fake. you know. Uh-huh. So I think he would actually even soar higher if he was just a little bit more committed to Demelza. There you go. Yeah, because season three is when he commits that the, the cardinal sin. Yep. Stand by your woman. Because mm-hmm. even season two, he's like making out with her too. Yeah, man, gosh, Ross, what a, what a, what a ding dong. Someday we say what a ding dong. He's got the gold medal. He's standing in first place with the champagne bottle. Hey, th- that's on you. That that one's on you. No, it, season three or season four is not just on me. 
Right. No, I mean, I get that. Season five. He 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 would need to have had the rest of the show be a wash for him. Well, maybe to you should have been higher be. on Demelza, man. You should have been higher Perhaps. on Demelza. Should have put all my stock in Demelza instead of Ross. I but mean, I, if you had stock in Demelza, you are a rich man now. She came that from is true. sitting in those streets with her dog, looking dirty. Yeah, and it's so funny because like she has all that glowing red hair, and I mean, they they try to dress her down, but it's just like, no, she's pretty, mm-hmm. and that dog is really pretty too. They try to make Garrick look like he's dirty, but like that's a golden retriever. That's a beautiful dog. Well, I mean, it might have make... been at one point. I think Garrick is a little, <laughs> a little long in the tooth. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. But I feel like that's a good, appropriate way to end this coverage of Poldark. I mean, we, the good guys wound up on top. Mm-hmm. Poor Elizabeth isn't necessarily bad, but she's uh, conflicted. Yep. And it's also showing of a fiction of that era where the woman takes the brunt of the damage and the man mm-hmm. gets off a little less. So George gets off easy. And just for reference's sake, where is our friend... Mr. Francis is yeah. negative one point. So okay, that's not too season, bad. Season season one negative eleven, season two positive eleven. So remember his upswing; those two totally yeah. cancel each other out. And season three negative one because he has a great he has some great moments of redemption with his family, and then he just dies and eats it, and he's gone. Season three? Yeah, he, no, he dies in two or three. Yeah, he or, dies in two. He doesn't show up in season three at all. Well, his go- There's again, a flashback. There's a flashback scene. Yeah. Oh, that's season three. I thought that was the beginning of season yeah. four. I, I don't know. He comes back well, again. But well, if, if the ghost of Elizabeth can get some positive points, the ghost of Francis can get negative points. Where did Aunt Agatha land? Aunt Agatha is not far from France. The t- same score, so no score, negative one. Season one, no, no appearance. Mm-hmm. Season two, zero, total wash. Three, negative one, four. When does she die? Three? Yeah, into three. Yeah, three is negative one. So she, you know, I feel like she's just a, she's just a Statler and Waldorf. She's just a sort of commentary track over what's going on riffing. Yeah. So that's unfortunate for her. Mm-hmm. And just for the sake of our, our listeners, the miners wind up with negative one. Negative <laughs> one in season one, zero in season two. One in season three, negative two in season four, and one in season five. So the miners are consistently getting numbers aside from two. I mean, to be fair, they're jerked around a lot by these uh, heavy players, so it makes sense that they're not ultimately winning. But uh-huh. that's fine that they finish there. Yeah. So that's the character breakdown. You want to mm-hmm. rank your seasons? How you think they play out? Uh, yeah. So if I had to choose, man, it's hard to. Start to blend together actually a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I feel like season three is probably the strongest for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got you got the first episode with the born under a bad moon, uh, Agatha. You know, saying like that child's cursed. You got the breakout of Dwight uh, from the prison in the middle of the season. You got Ross shacking up with Agatha uh, by the end of the season. Ross and then shacking up with Agatha. <laughs> <laughs> this is on. <laughs> oh man, that was the wrong. Uh, that was, uh, no, no, person. <laughs> he shacked up with her, and then she passed away. That's the most amazing thing. <laughs> he just put her down. Uh, um, no, no, it was. Uh, you do get the moments of him like creeping into the the house just to see her, which is sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, uh, he hooks up with Elizabeth again, which is which is uh, you know drama armitage comes into the picture there's a little tease in there what's going on with demelza just a lot of soap stuff going on so i'd say season three for me is at the top uh-huh uh and jeffrey charles that's also peak jeffrey charles season three that's, he's, the, that's he's, the little toddler jeffrey charles they're like boy jeffrey charles yeah where he learns to talk back that's the first time we see the that frogs. He has a mouth yep exactly the frogs <laughs> that is season three and the car uh, boys are introduced in season three they are indeed they are indeed uh I would say then season two has a it has a good run of adventure. Season one is fun. Season four I'd put down there by virtue of Whitworth and how much time we have to spend with that character. Oh yeah, that's right. How do we? How can we do that? Or you know, not. 
miserable. Um, Negative five points overall for Ozzy Whitworth. Rest. I don't even want to finish that sentence. I don't even want to say rest in anything. Uh, and then, so season four and season five. But season four is still enjoyable by and large. Yeah, I think the politics stuff is like okay because I think the poli- the political plot is a nice follow up to the Thali of it all when he's like, yeah, what are you gonna do about it? Are you just gonna sit here all day and complain, or are you gonna be a man and you're gonna grow up and you're gonna start to realize that you have influence, right? And then it's like, okay, well, he does, and he does make, you know, moves around, and yeah. So I think I might put two above three because I think two, Francis is thriving. Yep. Fran- the redemption story of Francis is really, really nice, albeit short lived. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, you know, I think they kind of give George the Thanos treatment in season one where he's just unbeatable, and then season two, it just he just gets smashed. And season two has that incredible cliffhanger in the uh, the first episode where with Francis putting a gun to his head and it's like, did he die? To be continued. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so I think I might put two first, three second, one, four, five. Hmm. I, I, I do like the reveal though, is Francis just cursing his gun like it didn't work. <laughs> I'm a loser. He couldn't uh, do it. He just it just didn't work. Yeah, he just he he tried to do it. It just didn't work. But um, no, I, I think that's a sound rankings there. Yeah. And again, see, season four works. It's just Whitworth, man. That guy, that was just Wh- too Wh- much. Whitworth, the, the, and the com- it's being compared to three really good seasons of TV. So yeah, and Whitworth is in season three, but it's before he goes all in on that foot oh, finish. He- and then season four has the weird thing where they they bring back Morwenna's sister to have her Morella, dalliance yeah. with yeah, Morella. And then whatever comes to that, <laughs> you know, like yeah, she shows back yeah, a couple of times. And she totally turns her, her function is you think she's going to be a supportive sister. And it's like, no, she's just a gold digger. <laughs> yeah. Her and that librarian so, guy are off somewhere happily. <laughs> that dude was a cuckold and a half. But he then he so got, wasn't he kind of responsible for what worth dying? Yeah, yeah, he scares he him. him. He scares him, and then he gets, you know, <laughs> hog tied around town. Right, and they, they they for a brief second play out that tension of like, oh, he may be caught, but then they just drop it, and it's like, nope, no one ever figures out who killed Whitworth. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> no he one fell knows. off the horse. Yeah. Well, man, Paul Dark, what a ride! What a ride! So, we're not done, done, but we're closing in, and mm-hmm. it all depends on what what's what's up the pipeline. I know yeah. people really enjoyed it when we went back after watching all of Downton and watched the pilot. So maybe there's a little meat on the bone to rewatch the Poldark pilot. We'll sure. Remember what what uh, Uncle Charles looked like, and was. we'll be more knowledgeable about talking about mines. Talking That's about true. That first That's episode. true. We'll have to find that that our that one reviewer down. Yeah. That is indeed Poldark. We've we've. I think we've done a good job summing it up in about 48 minutes. Dave, have you been watching anything else that you want to talk about? Well, this our timeline is going to be way skewed, but we're recording this before we record our Top Chef. So yeah. I'm going to when we do that one, you I'll say I'll tell you next week what I watched. Okay. I watched Love is Blind, the live re, live reunion. I know usually we do a bonus episode talking Love is Blind, but do we do we want to do that? <laughs> I think we don't. I I don't think we have enough hours in the day because you'll be in jolly old England. I am going to be in jolly so old. So I think England. we don't. I, I think we don't need to talk too much about it. But I can say that the reunion was. I I, I love that it was controversial. Okay, I thought it was a little bit too long. They could have packed it down to a tight forty. You know. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, they didn't hold the punches on some people. The only thing that was wrong was one of the cast members not showing up at the thing <laughs> mm-hmm. to be slighted uh and vanessa was Lachey's response to like mm. being fawning over her and her decision making and then sort of being critical of mr marshall well, it's something that i pick up on the show or my mom was picking up to me <laughs> it, it's funny coming for her my mom's like it seems like they always try to paint the guys as the bad guys on the show and that, that may be true sometimes but this season the women were definitely kind of two-time in some of the men here. Oh, uh, yeah. Or, or, the, the big bads were all women this season. They, they weren't emotionally honest or available, or at least how they were portrayed in the edit that was showing. Yeah. Uh, and we had 
is that Micah's like maid of honor was t- a terrible person. <laughs> right. I like how they just kind of roast uh, the the one girl over the co- coals for having a bad friend, which is be I'd be hilarious, Dave, if you went on the show and they'd be like, "Why do you hang out with this Co- Corey character? He's a real piece of dirt, man." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it could happen. It could. <laughs> uh, but I will say, else, huge bounce back from season mm-hmm. three, and I like season three. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to this and you're not a not a dating show person, or you are, but you haven't watched Love Is Blind because that you've heard meh things, this is a good season to watch. And if you heard from someone that was meh, get that friend out of your life. They're not a real friend. <laughs> They're leading you astray. True. They're false friends. What about you? You've been watching yeah. anything else, Corey? Um, still still watching Attorney Wu. You know, uh, the Korean uh, drama about the autistic attorney. It's it's really good. Okay. Big fan. My mom, she she got into it, watched the whole thing. She said she laughed, she cried, she loved it. And there's going to be a season two. So, uh, what's that streaming on? Netflix. Okay. How's yeah. how's how do they handle the the autism? They could be a little bit better about it. <laughs> they okay. could be a little bit more realistic. But uh, and I'm on the third episode where she actually has to take on an autistic client, and it's this whole thing of like, whoa, <laughs> it's it's pretty loaded. But okay, yeah. No, that's good. And every episode's like over an hour, so it's like, you know, you can almost like watch one and it feels like you're watching a movie. But Interesting. Yeah. But if you're hearing this, next time you hear us, I'll have come back from London and we'll have more to talk about maybe from that or what what else. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Let us know what you want for the, the tournament mm-hmm. because we want to do it. And I'll say this again, tying into our plugs. If you want to vote, if you want your voice to be heard, not only in what kind of tournament we do, but if you want to break the tie. Because historically, when we did all these Downton tournaments, we had friends that were experts on the show that were able to voice their opinions. Poldark, we really don't have a a third voice that we can call upon. Not to mention we record over the internet now, which mm-hmm. is before we could say, we'll buy a lunch, come over and record a podcast with us and people would do it. Now, yeah. a little more difficult. If you want to be the deciding vote, <laughs> join our Patreon and participate because that you could skew the the hands of this this battle over who's the best in Poldark. Go for it. Yeah, <laughs> so I'll hit, hit him with the rest of the plugs. I got Patreon out of the well, way. You know where to find us: uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Lordsgrantham at gmail.com. Leave us five-star rating and review if you so choose on any platform that you listen to us. You can find our whole catalog on Podbean uh, on our site there. And uh, that's pretty much it. And we'll catch you next time on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Yeah.